You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo, this is Hanifa Walida, y'all. Yes, this is Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. <laughs> and that woman right there, that woman right there was Jessica uh, Betts. Um, she's someone who kind of hollered at me, um, well, basically to introduce her music to me. And I was like, oh, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. You know, and then when I did a little research on it, I was like, listen, you are not new. I thought she was like a young artist that was just, yo, can you put me on? We do not need to put you on, girl, because I looked at your Instagram page. <laughs> you got like 28,000 followers. We do oh, not need cool. to put you on. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shoot, we need oh, you. Okay. That, I, was, I was thinking about some things. I will probably bring them up later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Say word. Um, um, so I, anyway, I just want to, you know, regardless of how much she may need us for her career, um, I, I'm glad she is shining and doing her thing. I'm glad that I discovered her by her reaching out to us because I, you know, I kind of perused her Instagram page and her music is like just hot fire. She's an excellent songwriter. Her voice is to die for. Her harmonies, which I'm always a sucker for harmonies, mm-hmm. is like on point. So it's based? my pleasure. Say again? Where's she based? Good question for somebody that said they're looking at her Instagram page. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check her out, though. But I'm glad you introduced me to her music as well. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Her shit is hot, yo. Um, yeah, so if you're interested in checking out more of her music, um, if you're one of the few people who don't know who she is, like us, um, <laughs> um, her Instagram is Jessica Betts Music, that's Jessica, B-E-T-T-S Music on IG, um, and JessicaBettsMusic.net as far as her website. Okay. Um, whoo, girl, so how are you doing? I'm good. Wrapping up this last little bit of vacation, honey. <laughs> and just enjoy, look, living my best life. <laughs> Speaking of songs that have just inspired me. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And I can't even stand that nigga too, but I love that song. Oh my God, that song is hilarious to me. <laughs> No, that's for real though. That is, I am living my best life. Um, and actually, just speaking of life, um, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this uh, actually as a beautiful thing. Actually, what I did this weekend, a, a good friend of mine, a very one of my oldest and dearest friends, she, uh, she passed a couple of months ago, and um, through her her journey uh, with uh, with breast cancer, and so we um, uh, had planned. Uh, this kind of life celebration thing that happened this weekend. So I flew into New York, you know, and that, let me tell you, if there's a way to go out, that's how you want to go out, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Um, When you have all the people that you have impacted in your life from so many different communities, from your creative community, your, or rather different aspects of a creative community come together and family and friends come together and dance until our bones broke. Mm. Okay, and screamed and hollered and cried and laughed and did whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, So that was an absolute pleasure to experience as it was a pleasure to experience um, Demia Vernice Thompson in my life. Um, Yes, yes. Um, 
so yeah, so that's what I was doing this weekend. And now I'm at my mama's house because, <laughs> you know, since I came up here, I got to get my mama in, um, you know, uh, and also there was a, a script that me and Demia uh, uh, and Yanaway Green had written some years ago. And so I'm going to be revisiting that script and making it into kind of reimagining the stage play. So, but the only copy I have is at my mom's house. So that's why I'm up here as well. Okay. But that, that was my, that's been my weekend. You know what I mean? Um, it was beautiful beautiful weekend. Well, that is absolutely wonderful. And yes, I say to a life well lived and good inspiration to those around you. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So. um, I was just, I was looking at your page. You know, I do that from time mm-hmm. to time, you know, just because you, you do, you do, girl. I do. You, need to, you need to post some pictures. The children need to see your face because you'll be living that life and they need to know. <laughs> I will do that. I definitely will. I, um, I saw the pictures that you posted. Was that yesterday? Uh, hold on. You talking about my personal one on, on YGA? I think you did it on both. Okay. What pictures? About, um, Gen- pronouns. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so yes, I yes. wanted to talk about that a little, you know, get some of that out and just we can talk about the picture itself and, and um, just the, the inspiration, I guess, for the, the tag that went along with it. Mm, mm. Well, okay. Um, then I guess what I just mentioned was a transition. Um, so when I was at, uh, um, the celebration um, of my friend's life, you know, we're chilling outside and everything and a mutual friend. And this is not even to show, throw any shade to this mutual friend of ours. Um, I think she asked me with all sincerity, but it just brought up issues for me. So we were chilling. And um, we, when I say friend, I, this is a person that, that knows me, but maybe not well enough because she wouldn't have asked me this question if she knew me well enough, but that's, that's all good. Again, no shade, but um she said, oh, 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 by the way, um, you know, what pronoun do you use? And I always freeze like a deer in headlights when someone asks me that question, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> we were just having a conversation. Why why all like stop the conversation now? We, you know, the pronouns thing, you know, and and I just I if I was to be I am and being completely honest, it just always the hairs in the back of my neck always stand up. Um and all I can say is that I feel is offended in some way. And, and I really, because I was in such a good mood and when she asked me that, all of a sudden I felt felt offended. I was like, I, I, I kind of went home and, and took a little bit of time to kind of unpack that for myself. Why do I always feel like rubbed the wrong way when someone asks me that? Okay. And so I kind of put it in a post and maybe I'm. it might just behoove me to just read my own freaking words as opposed to just, you know, going off the cuff here. <laughs> um, and I think I edited a little bit more on my Facebook. I kind of went deeper, but I'll just read my initial one just to be, you know, transparent and honest here. All right. So I said, um, okay, I have to get something off my chest due to a regular interaction I seem to be having with people. I also um, want to know if I'm alone or to discuss it in general. So listen, community, I want to say and pronounce something this Sunday morning. I, Okay. Um, please, please, please don't ever ask me my preferred pronoun. Why? One, I don't offend easily. Baby, I'm grown and I have lived close to 50 years in this body. I'm not brand new to the world and so easily offended. I also understand the power of performing grace when dealing with human beings, meaning knowing the difference between when someone chooses to be offensive and how I can choose to be offended. Um, number two, this tired, presumptuous, um, question lacks sincerity and the courage to engage without prerequisites. If you don't know, guess if it's wrong, correct, and keep it moving with a smile. Three, what I am more offended by is that a woman like myself is not assumed to be a woman of any kind, but always something other than yes, woman, 
spelled woman with M-I-W-N, whatever, three, all the ways you can do woman. <laughs> and also trans women. <laughs> and also trans women look and act like me. So yes, all these kinds of women look and act like me or can look like, act like me. Um, just like women um, can also be trans. It would be wonderful to expand our ideas of womanhood in all directions and not just in the direction of the latest battle. The battle remains for all women. We are here and will not disappear, though it is convenient these days to narrow our scope for simplicity while wielding the supposed multivariant flag of queerness. Alas, human beings as complex as we are will always lean towards simplicity. The rich PC lexicon can often have a binary imagination. And then I said questions, comments, thoughts. Um, binary bullshit is thrown from all directions. So what I mean or meant by all that is from my experience, and I'm only speaking from my experience and my interpretation of my experience. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I'm actually, I don't see myself often. And when I say that is I don't see um, someone who looks like me being referred to as a woman often. You know, I don't see me being included in this, 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 spectrum of womanhood in media or much elsewhere, you know, even with all of the attention, the needed attention given to trans women, even within that, most trans women you see are feminine, where I know damn sure that there are trans women out there who are not as feminine, but they identify as women, you know, and so I, the way it rubs me wrong is like, I so take for granted my womanhood and how I express my womanhood, when someone asks me that, I feel like that's in question in some way. And so it, it, it grinds me, it really grinds my bones. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why isn't it, why are we not in the practice of seeing women who look like me and, 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 and knowing that they're women or, 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 and I know what people are going to say to this and someone actually kind of pushed back on me on a point that, I, which I, I agree with, but for me, it's disheartening um, because, to be really honest, I ain't no motherfucking dude. I never wanted to fucking be a dude. I never even entertained the idea of being a dude. I'm not, you know, when when motherfuckers, you know, when straight ass cis men are like, you ain't no man. I'm like, thank God, nigga. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't find that as an attractive thing. That's not something I desire. <laughs> you know what I mean? So always... You know, having to do that is just like, I'm like, why, why can't, honestly, I'm going to drop a tear. It's like, why don't you just see me as a woman? Why? Why does that always have to, something you have to ask me? Like, bitch, don't you see me? Because I see myself and it's hard to, and I get it. Look, I get it. I'm not dumb. I've been, I've been here forever. I know people can only, and this is another thing where I was trying to bring up is I know people can only speak to what their eyes have seen and what their eyes see. That's what their brain takes in and say, okay, this is that. And this is that. And if you don't see something else, or if you're only taught certain strains or lanes to be in, then it is hard for you to see. So many people in the world, I am referred to as sir more than anything, sir, monsieur, do what's up, my nigga, um, uh, 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 brother, you know, from strangers, obviously, you know, um, uh, then, then I am, you know, miss, you know, ma'am, uh, you know, lady, even though lady is not even so much a, a, a woman or man thing, it's something that I, it always feels weird. Cause I don't know about lady. That's more of a feminine thing, but, um, but still it's like, so sometimes it's like, I desire just people to see me. Can you just see me the way I see myself and people who are close to me, see me, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Um, so that, that was a disheartening thing that rubs me wrong, but also I'm someone that I've traveled the world and I've met all kinds of people. So I, my, I am prone to jump into conversation right away. I love getting to know new people, you know, and that, and I getting to know them. Gender is the last thing I'm thinking about. Like, I want to know what your spirit is like, you know, for me, that's not attached to gender. You know, I want to know what, you know, um, how you treat your mama, you know, what are the things that, that, that makes you smile, that makes you jump out of the bed, you know, and want to start the day. What are the things that bring you down? You know, this is the stuff in which I build relationships on, not so much someone's gender. I don't, I don't, yes, I'm human, you know, 
I'm going to have to take, um, at, well, let me be very clear, within the English language and within Western understanding, yes, I'm going to have to some at some point identify you as either he or she, because that's what our language demands. But I've also been places where that does not work. Mm. It literally mm. doesn't work you know, or queerness, even the words queer or the things we attach, the words we give to gender doesn't work in other languages, which means it doesn't work in other cultures, which means it doesn't work with other people outside of the people that we know here in America. So having those experiences, a lot of, I'm like, well, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, why am I having a conversation with you right now? What's the goal of this conversation that I'm having? Why am I choosing to even step to you? Is it something about your eyes, your spirit that maybe want to get close to you? You know, and of course, this is me speaking. I know I'm not everybody and there's assholes out there and people that can't deal with difference and you got to deal with the bullshit, you know, but for me, that's why asking me that question is so presumptuous for me, if not pretentious, disingenuous for me, you know? And so I'm letting everyone know who can hear this podcast far and wide. If you ever get the opportunity to be in the same space with me, no one, yes, I identify as she, her, whatever the fuck. But honestly, what you see is what the fuck you get. You know what I mean? It's like, Roll with whatever energy I'm giving you as I'm going to roll whatever energy you're giving me. That's how you get close to me, if you so wish. But coming up to me and asking me what my gender is thinking that is a compliment, it's not. Okay, so is it as a compliment or what's the opposite of compliment? I, my brain is... <laughs> um, or a courtesy. Or um, like, um, I don't know. Like, is it meant that way because when when I saw the post initially um mm-hmm. I did my yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> right <laughs> and then thinking about it later um I kind of reflected back to what I'm seeing now in television happening um often well more so than before now it's like people are introducing themselves with these long ass titles right so like uh-huh. I am Red Summer. Um, I my preferred pronouns are she and her. I am a film blah 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 blah. Like so like uh-huh. when I meet you, I'm telling you all of the titles and the boxes that I fit into right <laughs> at the beginning, and so. The training there, and this is totally a result of academia, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. A the whole other issue, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but the result is that generationally now, especially in um, queer spaces, people are presenting immediately with those, um, with those gifts <laughs> I will say to people like I'll tell you all this stuff about me right now at the door and they're also expecting that in return so because I I know you and you know we've talked over the years right about different topics and especially about like how you embrace your own um femininity and and gender expression and all of that like I get it as your friend but someone Uh who's meeting you um wouldn't know that right and Uh would probably expect you to expect the question Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like no no yeah I, I know they totally are are asking me that out of uh courtesy. Yes. But mm-hmm. courtesy also like the the thing that I'm okay, let me stop the tap dance. People be snapping, yo. Like people be for real out here snapping. You know I've dated uh trans men before and now mm-hmm. those delicate transitioning, like those mm-hmm. early delicate phases where you have mentally transitioned but physically have not like really moved over to the place where waiters are not saying, Hey ladies, how can I help you? You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like cringing, like nervous, like, Oh my God, are you going to go off on these people? Right. <laughs> so like that does happen. And so I think people kind of develop, use that as um, 
what do you call it? What do you call it? Just like to prevent getting snapped on. <laughs> I I get yeah, and 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 see, and that's what that's where the di- disingenuous part comes in with me because who are we doing this for exactly? Is this for you to make you feel comfortable, or is it really with the intent of getting to know someone? Because let me tell you, if you come up to me and give me a whole soliloquy with all your, all the genders you feel you are and all the labels and think you told me about yourself, you ain't tell me jack shit because ain't none of that's gonna let me say I like this person, and none of that's gonna say give me cue to say I'm going to continue a conversation with you. That's not what I take away from you. You know, it's like, okay, cool. I know what to call you, but do I want to even keep talking with you? You know what I mean? Because it's it's everything from cadence. It's everything from body language. Um, it's everything from maybe we're from two cultural places. And right now this is clashing because wherever you're coming from says that you got to say all of this, all these prerequisites and, and then expect that from me. And if I don't give it, I'm like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, so... I'm I'm the kind of bitch, and I'm gonna say that I'm the kind of bitch. Like I'm cool. Next, cool. what about you over there, yo? You know what I mean? Because you ain't said nothing. You ain't said nothing about yourself to me. You just told me these are the rules in which I go by, and that's all cool and well. But you ain't ain't nothing about you that that you have presented that says, well, wow, this cool. The person's kind of cool. I'm not saying, oh wow, you go by he. You're the best person in the world, or oh wow, you know you're a non-berry um, acrobat. You know, I'm like, oh, you can acrobat? You know, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm more interested in the acrobat part. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a flying fuck because that is the thinnest part of how I see people. And knowing that gender is something that at some point I'm going to have to say a pronoun, right? You know, which honestly doesn't usually happen when you're talking to someone you just meet. It's usually when you're referring to someone you've met. Right. So right. when when you're talking to someone you just meet, it's rare that you're taught you're saying pronouns off the bat. But I know that's something that I have to figure out at some point or not for nothing. Assume, you know, um, because assumptions are some of the things that we use as human beings to navigate the world. I have to make certain assumptions. All right. Like you're black. So I'm going to assume hopefully that you did not vote for Trump. Now, I can continue to have a conversation with you and find out that your ass did, which will then become a very interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. But at that point, then I have a choice to either say, I don't want to even fuck with you or, damn, I need to have this conversation with you because I want to meet another nigga that fucking jumped, that that, that voted for Trump, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, but that's on me. I still don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, am I being disrespectful because I assumed that you did not vote for Trump? You know what I mean? Like, it, I'm saying, I'm, I'm using that as a scenario because somebody, you know, they um, go by um, or or is identified as non-binary. Um, and we had a pretty cool interaction, you know, around this. But in a, in a nutshell, what they were saying were um, that, I can't even find this shit because I'm looking on a thing. But in a nutshell, what they were saying was that announcing your pronoun um, um, makes it easier for trans folks not to have to come out, you know? In other words, they can be set. In other words, they are the first people to say what their pronoun is. So someone else may be, um, in seeing them, may think they're other than what they are, and then they have to then correct them. So you're, so you're saying when I'm, I'm a trans person, when I meet people, I say that I am she to mm-hmm. quell the conversation from coming up about what my gender is. Exactly. So their name was um, Strawberryly. Um, um, and it, again, a really cool conversation that I had with this person um, um, where they said... Um, um, it's not so much um, as assuming you're not a woman, referring to my, my my comments, as it is normalizing the question and making it a part of regular everyday conversation so that trans people do not have to out themselves repeatedly to strangers. If in a space, everyone, including cis people, are asked their pronouns, it takes the onus off of trans people to self-disclose if no one is asked in a space. Now, yeah. I get that, but I'm going to push back because I read it aloud. I'm understanding it even better. I'm going to break some news to young people. 
you are going to have to repeatedly do a lot of shit with uh, strangers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have repeatedly for my entire 46 years of my life. And I say 46, because since I was a child, people have seen me as a little boy. Okay. I have always been androgynous. The true definition of androgynous where you cannot tell what the fuck I am, but I myself identify as a woman. So mm-hmm. I have repeatedly have to correct people to the point where sometimes I'm like, whatever. Like, I mean, like, you know, it's like a, on a, on a need to know basis. Cause right now I'm tired of my period. I don't want to have to even fucking have this conversation. And you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? So yes, it's annoying. It's grinding. Um, and, but what I realized that happened over time is that, and I used to be really, really mad and infuriated. I used to have complexes about it, which is really a bad situation. But over time, when I realized that this is something that I necessarily cannot change in people, because again, people only can speak to and see what they know, what their brain has been trained to see. They're not necessarily trying to hurt me per se, right? So what I learned is that... Um, uh, 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 because this is something that is now a part of my life that I'm going to have to deal with, I'm not going to get a a heart attack. I'm not going to get a stroke. I'm not going to raise my blood pressure every time someone misgenders me, which is again, nine times out of 10. Okay. When someone misgenders me, um, what I'm going to do is either do one of a couple of things. I'm either going to decide to have a conversation and completely change that person's life, quite honestly, because this is a pleasure to know me, okay? <laughs> or to learn, or to learn about what someone like me looks like and what and how and 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 all the ways that womanhood can express um, itself. And I have changed lives. I mean, in foreign countries, y'all, I've gone in. I've taken dangerous chances, okay? But whatever. But, and then that's also taught me how to really read body language. And I know when it's safe and when it's not, and I've gotten pretty damn good at that. Okay. Um, I've also learned that people are pleasantly surprised or people present pleasantly surprise me when, you know, I have to take a deep breath because I know I'm about to let them know, no, I'm not a, a man. I am a woman. Um, and what is their reaction going to be? And I can tell you that people will surprise the fuck out of you. Not because, not because, you know, well, one people, I think at the end of the day, most people are good people and they don't want to offend. Okay. But also how I come off, they're like, they don't want to offend me. Yeah. Because I've given them enough of me for them as human beings to assess me that, okay, there's something really cool or something good, innately good about you that totally whatever prejudices I have in my head are getting squashed by every word and every syllable I speak and every move that I make as I have a conversation with these people. So I've seen people, kernels of change happen in their brain literally by interacting with me. Mm-hmm. And that interaction has nothing with me placing demands on them. It has us having a conversation about how I see myself, how, you know, you know, really great conversations about womanhood and how you can change your and expand your vision of what womanhood is. You know, now listen, I'm not a trans uh, woman and I'm not a trans man. And I know that they deal with some other sets of prejudices that in this world is still new to the world in general and that there the danger level can be a, that much higher you know not necessarily the highest cuz trust me I've been in some situations like oh I got, I got that shit but <laughs> I read that motherfucker wrong anyway but <laughs> but I'm saying <laughs> that that idea of that trying to get rid of the reality of not having to repeatedly out yourself to strangers, I think is a little bit delusional. And I think you're going to find yourself in more hurtful situations. I think you're going to be more disappointed in people than surprised. Um, If you're not able to accept that you were born into the spirit that you were born in, um, mixed with the body you was born in, in the world that you was born in. And so you have to navigate that world. Um, trying to make life easier, of course, is always a challenge and it's something we all try to move towards, but thinking you're going to completely have an easy flowing life. If you just, you know, introduce yourself by gender first, (laughs) I think is a bit delusional. 
<laughs> you know, and, and you're setting yourself a heartache. Absolutely. It's making me think about um, last year. Well, I'll say the year that I got married, all of my students knew that I was getting married, that I had gotten married and I had a wife. Right. So it was no big deal. Three years later, because of the nature of my school, uh, I was teaching at an alternative school. So our turnaround is really quick. So I have none of the same students who were there when I got married. And my wife came up to the school one day. I met her out in the parking lot and I kissed her. She got in a car and I came back in the building to chaos. <laughs> Absolute chaos. <laughs> like kids were coming to my class the entire day. Like, oh, why I didn't know you ain't never tell me. And I was just like, I didn't know one that I was supposed to come and find you to let you know. <laughs> Two, like I realized that I had to keep coming out to the kids every year. And because it hadn't come up or they hadn't really like I don't know, like seeing her and like whatever, whatever that situation was for students to, to know that was something that I was supposed to repeatedly say, right? I was supposed, mm -hmm. and I, you know, didn't have like our wedding pictures up in my classroom or whatever. I don't, you know, it just wasn't a, a conversation for the kids who weren't there when I was planning my wedding. And we were thinking about, oh, but like, you know, we're two women. So what do we think about, you know, like that whole thing, like the kids were a part of that process when it was happening. Cause they would ask me about it. Like, oh, what are y'all colors going to be? Where are you going to have it? It wasn't legal uh, initially. Um, and so when the whole thing um, became when gay marriage became legal, like my kids were at the school, like, yay, Miss Mohammed, you can get married. You know what I'm saying? But this is three years later and none of those kids are there. And for me, what's normal <laughs> wasn't normal. Mm. And I realized that like, oh snap, like for them saying why you didn't tell me, I was supposed to tell them. And I, especially as a feminine presenting woman, have to come out in spaces all the time. I'm starting at a new school. Mm, I got to mm. put up the picture of me and my wife in my new classroom now. So I don't even have to keep making that a conversation, even though mm. it will keep being a conversation because the picture is up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there's not going to be. Uh, to echo your point, a situation where you don't have to keep having these conversations. Um, exactly. You're going to keep meeting new people and new people are going to, you know, require, depending on the relationships that you're building with them, um, all this information again. And so unless you plan on wearing a, a T-shirt every day, you know, <laughs> with all of those things on it, like those are conversations that you're going to have repeatedly. Um, uh, we just met, I met my wife in St. Louis uh, and she was at a conference. My family lives there. So we met there over the summer. So, you know, whatever. I'm at the, like the happy hour that they're having for all the educators. And this brother from Oakland, oh, he's absolutely so sweet. He came over and sat with us. He was just chopping it up. Oh, yeah. And he turned to me. He was asking me. He was trying to ask me a question. He was like, I don't know. Does your hu husband? Uh, and I just saw the struggle in his eyes. And I just said, wife. Okay, cool. So does your wife such and such and so and so? And I saw that he was trying to figure out how not to be offensive. Mm -hmm. how to make it normal in his mind. You know what I'm saying? So like, he's looking at me, he's going to ask me about my husband, right? <laughs> like that's his immediate reaction, even though he knows that I'm married to Courtney, she's sitting right next to me, right? <laughs> and so people are going to have to have that process time. And when you normalize it with them mm -hmm. it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be 
a tragic experience for the two of you. You know, that was some of the conversation that I would have with people like, yeah, they don't know. They're not like that. You're hitting it right on the head. I'm sorry. You're you're hitting it right on the head. It's because, because I think this is an issue of normalization. I think what, um, what, uh, they were saying about, you know, making this normal that, okay, rather this, this, um, process of introducing yourself via your gender is a way to normalize and what you're saying. And I think what I'm saying is that, no, that actually is, I don't think the best means to normalize shit. What that is. (laughs) If you're looking for normalization, you know, to, to normalize is to, and this is, this is, this is really being in spaces where people honestly are trying not to offend that your reaction, cause that's the only power we have in this world, y'all is our reaction to the shit we don't have power over. Right. Mm-hmm. So when your reaction is normal, then people act and react in kind. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't go off the hinges, whether go off the hinges over apologizing or get mad or do some weird shit or whatever. You know what I mean? You can actually control the conversation, but here's the thing. You have to not only want to control that conversation, not only um, want to have the conversation um, and know that that is just a part of your life, just like being black, part of my life is dealing with other kinds of shit. I don't like it all the time, but it's still a part of my life. And that good can come out of me being a, a an other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think if we take the position that we should not have to have any conversations or I should not have to out myself, I think is contradictory to what it is to create relationship. I think it, it is, if almost elitist, ironically elitist being that we are marginalized people, you know? And if you're not willing to do that kind of work and you only want to do some kind of work you set up where the other person is completely clueless, <laughs> then you're just talking to your damn self. You're not really connecting with people. And so you have to ask yourself, what is the goal here in me being alive in this world? And we're going to change things over time because that's just how things happen, you know, over time. It's not going to happen and happen in one conversation. But again, where your power lies is your reaction to the world the way it is. You know, that's how you change the world. But this, if to really ignore the fact that people, regular people, human beings, um, giving these lists, um, talking to them in this kind of rigid, elitist, academic tone um, and prerequisite is not how people connect. It just isn't. Maybe certain kinds of people, then you'll stay in your little bubble. And I hope you're happy there. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to survive in the rest of the world if you want to just stay in your fucking bubble because that's exactly where you'll be comfortable. And we and that ain't no better than them fucking KKK motherfuckers or Trump voters staying in their little isolated worlds and bubble fuck Dakota or wherever the fuck they at. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I am gonna accept. You know, sometimes being the auntie, you just gotta accept that some things are changing and it's gonna be the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. I accept that people make those choices, that people choose to identify immediately that people choose to um expect maybe that that work is done by the people and not in person to person interaction right so that the whole room should do this work so that no one um feels isolated um mm-hmm. i'm going to accept that this is possibly a change that your generation speaking to younger people is willing to make. I will accept that. The only thing I ask is that when you encounter people who aren't there yet, that one, Mm. you reserve your judgment and Mm. you reserve your dismissal of people who are not there with you right (laughs) um Mm -hmm. I've had conversations with young people that have gotten really really ugly 
you know? <laughs> and almost like I was definitely one of those people. And I am like professionally, but not socially anymore. But one of those people who would really keep a lot of young people around. Like I really had people in my life who were my friends who were in their 20s till this last one just turned 30. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think because a lot of the conversations with young people um, are so, have been, and I won't say a lot, but because there have been such volatile conversations that I've had with young people who would not consider that anything other than this way that they have decided is the way like needed to be pushed against and attacked and all of that, that I just kind of veered away. Um, And I think my connecting with you on this, like for like being the aunties has really been my way to open back up in that space. Mm, Uh, Because mm. I really was, I was like, all right, y'all got it. You know what I'm saying? I'm out. <laughs> like, clearly, <laughs> this conversation is past me. I'm good. I'm out. Um, and so, you know, I'm I'm thankful for us being able to have this platform and for me being being able to reconnect because um I recognize that those things can be polarizing, right? Mm-hmm. And so if someone um comes up and says, I'm uh, and someone did introduce themselves the other day as uh, polyamorous asexual. And I had questions, damn it. Like, wow, <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, I think I don't understand. <laughs> right? And I think we need to leave space for the fact that everybody's not going to get it. Right. Everybody's not going to automatically know what all of that stuff that you're mumbling is. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say mumbling. All of those things that Wait, you're what you're throwing out at people. The, yeah. the stuff that you're choosing to throw at people to define yourself, they may not get it, but you can't be mad at them because that's what you're choosing to put out in the yeah. front. Yeah, yeah. So if that's what and you're I'm choosing to put out in the front, I got to pay you on it. What say then? Excuse I me, said, I'm sorry. I'm going to ask that that I'm going to also work at not being frustrated at you for saying all of that. Like, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> I used to, I used to be girl. I used to be bad. I'd be like, when, you know, and when, cause I'm, I'm over here, like when you're in like the circles, like, you know, whatever circles, like, I don't know. I'm at some academic shit or some workshop, whatever the fuck I'm at. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm at something and you know, you, it's like, it's like a circle, like 50 motherfuckers. And we going through pronouns. Like I said, past the fifth person, I done forgot. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not going to remember all this. So we all do. This is all kind of this kind of pretentious thing we do because that's what we're supposed to do. But did you actually remember what everybody you said? You know, so then I started learning. So guess what I'm going to do for the people that I'm not quite sure. I'm going to remember what they said. OK, so that that was my way to to actually utilize that tool of what people do going around in the circle. But then I used to be like. What you see is what you get, motherfucker, because that's really what the truth is. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that I am an androgynous woman, but people have a million, a million different people will have a million different ideas of what androgyny is. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I can tell you I'm a non, this is just ex- example wise. I don't, I, I don't identify it. So I can tell you a non-bear, I'm, I'm non-binary or I'm a twin spirit or I'm a, I can tell you all any, any bit of them alphabets, but everyone has a different perception of what that is. So at the end of the day, it is what you see is what you get. And what I mean by that is how you interact with me is going to impact how, or how I interact with you is going to impact how you interact with me. And at the end of the day, that's what, when we shave all that shit away, that's what it comes down to. Do I like you? Are we are we gelling? You know, are we rubbing each other wrong? What's going on? What's going on? We're gonna we're gonna exchange numbers so we can we can build later. You know what I mean? Like, what are the single step by step goals and how you build relationship with people? And you know, we can use all the language in the world, but language is to be interpreted. You and you threw my mind on some things today too because I'm still thinking about that you can be a trans woman. And be masculine identified. My whole concept of what a trans woman was built on the assumption of femininity, right? Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. So, yes, like 
break the what chains. Like, just break the chains. Break the binary chain. It's like we're supposed to be running away from all this binary shit, but we're going right back to it. Here it is. Like, if you want to, you personally want to make sure that people um, or that you're not offending people or that you're like really doing well in this pronoun thing. Um, and I understand it as a concept of, you know, you, you don't want to offend people. You want to, you know, you want to know right <laughs> in the beginning so that you can say the right things, right? That's what it comes down to. I want to say the right things. Um, I think the best thing that's coming up for me is to let people in their stories kind of express that naturally. I think asking in the beginning um, feels forced. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it feels forced. And if it doesn't come up, then that means it's not something that the person is necessarily attached to, right? (laughs) Because there's a lot of people who, especially, and I'm thinking about people who are androgynous or, you know, in that that middle gray area who are Mm -hmm. not offended either way. Like my wife is called dude, bruh, like all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. She's not offended if you call her ma'am or sir. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there are lots of people you're doing all this extra work to protect people who are not offended. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to speak to that because that that is that is a very real truth. You know, sometimes when I'm called, it's, it's not even so much that I'm called dude or brother or uh, sir. It depends on how someone's saying it. Um, or what mood I'm in that day. Sometimes I want to be in exploratory mood. It's like, you know what, actually, I'm trying to get this car service. So yeah, bro, I'm, I'm you know, let's get to, you know, so I can get these right. You don't try and jit me and shit because you think I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like, let's use it. Like I use it as a little bit of a superpower and I acknowledge androgyny as a superpower, you know, because I, that's where I feel I have a power, you know, but I'm also not particularly bothered, bothered every time someone misgenders me. It's just a part of my experience. It just depends on what mood I'm in that day. And not for nothing, I remember this brother, um, when I lived in the Bay Area, um, it was New Year's Eve. We was having a greatest conversation. We was going in and, you know, it was just great conversation. And to the point where I was like, girl. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, my bro, my bad. He's like, I don't care. Like, he knew what I meant. This is a straight mm-hmm. man. He, he gets yeah. a fuck on Great man, right? <laughs> you know, he didn't care because in that moment we had built something that he know that I wasn't literally calling him girl. I was using the expression girl as in like endearment, as in being close to you. Right. You know what I mean? You know, yes. so he didn't take any offense whatsoever, you know? So that is just seeing it on like the complete flip side. So this whole thing of getting caught up with what someone calls you, how much is that them and how much is that you? Is that you, yeah. That's perfect. Thank you for stating it that way. That's really the, the best way to put what I was thinking. Like a lot of it is not that everybody else requires that of you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this, so this is, so you, mm-hmm, you might be overworking. Mm, overthinking. And I, I don't want to be. I don't want to dismiss the fact that like people are in danger in this world, right? Mm -hmm. People are out in the world um, in danger of their lives because of the, uh, the way that their gender is accepted by people. Or not accepted. Or not accepted. Exactly. But I don't think that, um, that those introductions will protect or will end violence against trans bodies. No. I think that, uh, and because I'm like present in a lot of those academic spaces where these things are stemming from, um, that's probably some of my pushback on it. Like it feels rudimentary. Like it feels forced it feels like okay now we're gonna go around in a circle and we're all gonna say this five minute introduction where we say this 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 and this 
And the real world doesn't have time for that. And I think we we are at a place, and I might be overstepping, I don't know, but I think we are at a place hum- humanly <laughs> where people aren't really, like generally speaking in conversation, they'll just accept you are who you say you are. You know what I'm saying? And so... I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, even know yeah. if I'm talking to circles right now because I'm no, thinking about mm-hmm. stories of like, or like experiences that I've had like out with my wife where, you know, she was kind of braced for someone to, to react negatively. And they ended up having the most endearing family stories about their sister, brother, cousin, Uncle Peaches, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And was just ready to talk to her so that they could make those endearing connections with somebody. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so, you know, when they come up with this weirdly worded question, like you're ready for it to be, you know, something crazy. And they're just like, nah, like you just remind me so much of Blasey Blah. Like, yeah. And that's their way of, you know what I'm saying? Like feeling a connection. Yeah. And really, at the end of the day, no matter where you are, that is our all the the impulse that all human beings have is to reach out for connection. Now, some don't know how to do it, or they do it in weird and harmful ways. But at its essence, that's what it is. Yeah. At its essence, that's what it is. You know. So I, I think making that space to be pleasantly surprised by humanity and not assuming that who you are is going to be abrasive towards of the majority of humanity, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. That's just simply not the case. You know. Again, like Red said, there's danger wherever you walk, and not for nothing. You know, as as dangerous as it is out here for trans women, um, young girls, women who look like you, Red, women who look like me, are still getting murdered. In the numbers, uh, yeah, yeah, murdered, yeah, yeah, murdered, raped, you name it, you know. So this not a, this is not an isolated thing. It's not like violence shifts to different populations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Violence stays in for the same reason. I think in general there is a phobia against against the feminine essence, not so much femininity, but the feminine womanhood. You know, so however womanhood is embodied, you know, if it's if it's someone who was sex wise born a male, but who embodies a woman, people, some people have issues with that. If someone who was born um, the sex of a woman, but embodies, quote unquote, masculine attributes that is attached to manhood, people got issues with that. And sometimes people want to stomp that shit out. So there is danger no matter where you look. So. Mm. Again, where the power lies is how you navigate the world and how you react to people and the grace that you give other people and them trying to navigate the world. And also just using some, you know, using some wits about you. You know what I'm saying? You can't talk mm-hmm. to everybody. You got to know how to read some motherfuckers. But, <laughs> you know, but, that, but, that's, <laughs> but that's, that's essentially what it is. And going through the world with these are the rules. And if you don't understand these rules, you're not for nothing, not worthy of my time, then you are really missing out the opportunity to meet some amazing mother. I've met some amazing motherfuckers that know we do not agree on this, that, and the third, but where we connected got nothing to do with this, that, and the third. And that person, I can always spend the night at that person's house. (laughs) If I get lost somewhere in that particular city, you know, I know Tom will open his door. (laughs) Because me and Tom had that conversation one time that changed Tom's life, <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, that's what I'm saying, you know, uh, that life is something that is a day-to-day experience. There, We can set as many rules as we want, but there really are no rules to this bad boy. You got to take each interaction as it comes, and your reaction is where your power lies. Ashe. 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 <laughs> Ashe, you know, and with that, you know, I wish safety for everyone, you know, I wish, you know, that everyone receives more love than than not. I wish everyone to be able to um, openly be who they are and walk in this world in all of its glory and unapologeticness and, uh, you know, just... I mean, can't find all the words to explain how much freedom I desire for for everyone in this world. And along with that, I also 
I also hope grace for you. I also hope that you, um, in your freedom, learn how to become even more freeing, allowing people in their freedom and trying to understand you and trying to navigate with you. Because that's all people are trying to do. They're trying to work with what space they think they have to be the best person that they can. Mm. And some of us are better at it than others. But at, at the end of the day, that is what we all lean towards. We all, even people in the KKK, the only reason they in the KKK is because they have other people that think like them and that's how they can find family and connection. That's where they're disconnected. Because that's the only thing they were fed and shit. That's why people are in gangs because it's just connection. It's, it doesn't necessarily produce something positive, but it's a connection for them. It's love for them. You know, so if you understand that about people at their essence, that all people are trying to do is find connection and love, then you can lock into that and completely change someone's life because you have a better and broader understanding of what that is. Hmm. Quick question before we wrap this up. Yeah. Like, and this is for me, like, even as I'm, I'm working through this, um, is referring to somebody by their gender mm-hmm. necessary I wouldn't mind practicing just wanna, with someone their name you know and I'm asking like because I don't want to I don't want to skip over or dismiss the fact that like especially if someone has fought really hard for their gender identity like to just it's, it almost feels to me, you know what it is, like giving everybody a trophy, right? <laughs> so I don't want, if you have really, really fought for your gender expression and identity and, and, and that title and that pronoun, I don't want to say it's not important. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I also don't want to assume or make make a place for it that is more prominent than it needs to be. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because mm-hmm. what you've been saying the entire time is if I'm making this connection and I'm talking to this person and we're having a great time and we're learning each other and learning about the world and new things and all of that kind of stuff, does it matter that the person was he or she or they? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does that, if we want to get to a place where... um where this is not as much of an issue, then we can, yeah, instead of asking your pronoun, what's your name? Oh, hello. That's what I say now. People ask my pronouns, it's Hanifa Walida. <laughs> That's my pronoun, it's Hanifa. Hanifa. <laughs> you know, and just, and just again, to wrap it up, again, I also want to acknowledge that you know, one of the reasons why we fight to be seen as we want to be seen, because, you know, I want to be seen as I want to be seen as well. Um, you know, uh, what is, um, how how do we grow through being misgendered? And what I mean by that, and I'll just give a small example and wrap it up, is I have been, because no one likes to just, because we have the scenario like, okay, I'm just speaking to, maybe I'm speaking to people, whatever, and then somebody refers to me as he um, um, and wow, in front of everybody. Is that embarrassing? Um, is that awkward? Is that discomforting? Yes, it is. But let me tell you, for someone that has been misgendered on radio, mm. okay, <laughs> <laughs> on radio, so in front of a lot of people listening, <laughs> And then was told later, the, the the radio guy was told later that um that I was that I was a girl. Then I got to deal with niggas saying, damn, what that bitch look like? You know, like, mm-hmm. so that, and I was much younger too. So I was a lot more sensitive to it. Um, yes, that is discomforting. That is uncomfortable. That's if at the very least embarrassing. And nobody wants to have to experience um, that. But sometimes you just can't avoid it. So what do you do with it? You know, and honestly, it made me strong. It made me realize that, oh, I didn't die with that happening. I didn't pass out with all of Dallas, Texas, knowing that at the time I was Shaki, that I am a woman that looks, don't look like a woman. I can't be recognized easily as a woman, you know, Mm -hmm. that that really let, brought me closer to me embracing like, you know what? 
this is it. <laughs> I can't run away from my face. I can't fix my face. I can't even put on a dress to try and fake it. I've been seen as a dude in a dress. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so if that is my reality, how do I become the best and most beautiful person within that so that I just overwhelm you with beauty? You know what I mean? Yeah. However you see me, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't run away. Again, it's not always comfortable, but I don't run away from it. I don't dismiss it and I don't slam it and I don't curse someone out for it. It's just a part of my experience of being Hanifa Walida. And it's something that I can tell stories to to those younger than me. <laughs> it makes a good damn story, trust. But you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying that all of that is good. All of that is good. You can make that. You can turn lemon truly into lemonade. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. And and yes, in that it gives hmm, it gives young people a way to take what has been seen as this knock, this negative, this this rock being thrown and figure out how to make that something to make you better. I love it. That's what aunties are here for. We just want to all get better together. <laughs> we're learning. We're growing. We're working through it as we're talking. Right? <laughs> and so we want to hear from you all. Like, what do you think about today? Um, how are you feeling about uh, what we've said? What are, what are your experiences? You can email us at yougayaunties at gmail.com. You can hit us on social media, Instagram primarily, right? Um, say it again. Yeah, yeah, basically Instagram. Yeah, at yougayaunties. And let us know. We're here to, to talk through all of these things and work through it together, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. Whew. Yeah. Well, thank you for today. This was good. I'm, I'm glad we worked on it. I'm still going to be thinking about it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can, we can keep uh, keep the conversation open. I'll definitely go to the Instagram page and, and add something, too, as it comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, I'm Red Summer. And I'm Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Talk to you later, babies. Later, babies. (laughs) Oof.